Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. Whatever your theological interests are, it stands that 2,000 years ago, we have the biography of Jesus, and in the book of John, Pilate goes up to Jesus and says to Jesus, what is truth? Jesus famously does not give an answer, but instead shows him the answer through the upcoming events. What is truth? And why is this so important? That's what today's episode will be all about. Truth is absolutely imperative because if you look at the last episode that we did and we talked about curiosity, you might wonder to yourself, how is being curious going to be important? The fact is that it's absolutely not going to be helpful if there is no truth. If there's nothing that is righteous or right, then you can look at something to death and then just walk away and come out with nothing to gain. Like in the same way that you could examine a box. You could examine the box, you can look at it, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can smell it, use all your five senses, you can study it to death. But if it has no utility, no real purpose, nothing that you're going to actually use it for, then wow, it's great. You've had a, you've had a look at a box. What's next? There's pretty much, it's an absurd situation. Once you know that we're looking for truth and that there is a right and that there is a wrong, then you can use the curiosity concept and bring it on further. Further to this, the courageous concept that we talked about before, which is so important. To really bring this home, we have to understand what is righteous, what is worth standing for. And that's where we have to find out what that means before we can stand up for it. Because face it, Nobody ever stands up for something they don't care about, would you? I mean, would you put your life at risk for something that you absolutely don't care about? Say, for example, a piece of sand that's going to be squeezed and smashed in a vice. Are you going to say, kill me instead? It just doesn't stand to reason. Once you understand that some things are important and some things aren't, and realize what is truth and what is not, you can then fight for it. And once you know what you need to fight for, then you can see the fear and do it anyway. You can feel the fear and do it anyway, as Susan Jeffrey says, and that is where courageousness comes into it. So these two massive aspects are absolutely contingent on what is on truth. And that's just not that. That's a whole system of the alpha dude. I mean, we have the attitude uh, part, and that's basically if you have the attitude that you are really worth it, if it's all made up, it's fake. And nobody's going to take it seriously, let alone yourself. The aptitude component, you're out there, you're learning skills, skill acquisition, learning how to be better. You're, you're kicking it and you're, you're really owning the day. You're getting your degrees, your job, your family, your skills, your trophies, whatever it is, whatever you're chasing. But if it's all meaningless, what are you doing? The aptitude, you're working on your communication, the way that you talk, 
the way that you reach out to other people. But if other people don't have a worth, what's it all about? And then finally for you, for the last one, which is aptitude. And that's basically, although it's about body language and the way that you present yourself, it's also about the way that you feel. It's got a real kinesthetic component to it. This one is perhaps the only one that defies the rule. I mean, having strong body language doesn't matter anything in terms of uh, if there's no real truth, but it matters regardless in the way that you feel because most of us are just at the whim of our desires and our feelings. And if that is how we live our lives, then this is a massive component to how we live our lives. So we must know truth and we must then use it to transcend to the next level. And once we understand that, then we will be free. So I bring all of this up because I think that the Alpha Dude system was created to help you be the best, but before we know what being the best means, we have to be able to define it. And once we define it, then we can truly move towards it, move towards fulfilling our potential. But until we actually do this step, most of us just chase these goals that don't mean anything. They might see people on TV being absolutely successful and say, oh, that looks awesome. I'm going to try and do that. They get out, they get close to it. They might even achieve it. But it's a false economy. Once they've got there, they're like, is this all there is? The famous Anthony Robbins story about his massive big seminar where he took a helicopter, there was a traffic jam. He had the best seminar of his life. Well, he wrote in his book that he did anyway. And then he went home and he felt absolutely depressed. That huge giant of a guy who's absolutely amazing went home after motivating thousands of people and felt depressed. Because is that all there is? There has to be a bigger depth. There has to be something worth fighting for. And once you find what that is, then you really will understand why I always say life is a fight. And also, once you've learned what it is and that life is a fight and why it's worth fighting for, you're going to start to fall in love. And you're going to start to fall in love with that fight. In this episode, we looked at truth, and if it's worth fighting for, you've got to fight for it. And to help us look at the next segment, we bring on Jeremy Roadruck, who is a fighter, a kung fu master, a best-selling author and speaker, who's been through a big journey to come up top where he is today. So Jeremy, take it away. All right, all right. Good morning, afternoon, evening, Alpha Dudes. And this is Jeremy Roadruck, the Kung Fu Guy. And I'm going to be working with you today, talking a little bit about the idea of overcoming procrastination, that thing that kills a thousand good ideas, a thousand good dreams. Just uh, didn't get around to it because, well, this other thing came up. Right, so I really appreciate Michael reaching out. He had a, a situation I was able to help out and provide to you guys. And so we're going to talk a little bit today about this idea of procrastination. And, you know, really, it, it's about getting things done. That's the deal, right? I mean, you're an alpha dude. You're dynamic. You're driven. You're productive. You're shaping your world. That's partly the truth and partly the stereotype, right? 
But getting things done, man, that can be difficult. You don't always want to get things done. I mean, at one point in my life, I, I went through a very unhappy breakup in about 2009. And I fell into a bottle for a bit, I'll be honest. About a year and a half. I was drinking, I think, a bottle of wine a night for about four four nights a week just to be able to shut my brain down and be able to get to sleep. I didn't want to get a lot done. The truth is I did. I did get a lot done of just nothing actually productive. I was active, right? I would go through the motions, talk to the people. Oh, I got to get laundry done. Oh, I got to get dishes done. Oh, I got to go I gotta go shopping, get, get the food for the week. Oh, I got to plan a meal. Um, oh, what's going on on social media? Oh, I better make those posts. Right? I didn't actually do the behaviors, do the activities, do the things that would actually move the needle. What I really was doing is, is I was fighting with myself. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in that place where you know what you want, but for whatever reason, you don't think you deserve it, or even worse, you know you don't deserve it? Yeah, I think we've all been there. I think every guy, every man has to face that at some point in their life and go, who am I? What do I really want to achieve? What do I really want to make happen? Where am I going to leave my mark? I got to figure that out. That's like the existential quest, right? When my life is over and I shuffle off this mortal coil, how is the world different and better because I was here? Who did I impact? How did I contribute? Where did I make that thing happen? And it's not going to happen when you're sitting on your butt, checking on your social media, when you're hiding from your success, when you're hiding from all the things you say you want, but you won't actually take the productive action. Right, guys? That's the key. It's not about being active. It's not about how much you get done in a day. It's not about checking off all the crap on your checklist. It's about what is the big dominoes in your life that if they fall, all the little dominoes just get handled. Right now, when I work with people, um, and I have a variety of things that I do, but when I work with people, we'll get to that in a few minutes. When I work with guys, especially, you know, we start looking at their life physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships, personal, professional, and intimate, the three kinds of relationships you have. What is the biggest domino that if you knock that one over, everything else becomes amazing everything else becomes easier that's the tipping point to the next level in your life we gotta find that so maybe it takes a few days or a few weeks hopefully not a few months or a few years but it takes some time because if you're fighting yourself and you're fighting your opportunity for success then you've got too many opponents the world's already fighting you enough as it is the world already has its own goals and agendas and plans for you and if you don't make your own plans known and take action, you're just going to get run over. Or you're going to be a cog, somebody else's wheel, somebody else's machine. And there may be a time in your life that you're going to do that. You're going to learn those roles, learn those responsibilities, make those connections, plant those seeds. But then there's going to come a day where it's no more the follower, now the leader. So you got to stop fighting yourself. So we need to make a clear distinction. Step number one. What is the big dominoes in your life? What is the thing you need to get productive on in which area? And again, those six areas of life, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, and relationships. And I break your relationships into three, personal, professional, and intimate. So what do you need to move? Where do you need to be? Who do you need to be? I can tell you from my own experience, when your body's out of whack, 
you don't have the energy for everything else. You get tired faster. You think slow. The opportunity can present itself, but your timing is off because you got all this extra weight, all this extra mental baggage. It slows you down from being decisive, taking those opportunities when they present themselves, putting in the hours you need to put in sometimes to get done the things you need to get done. So how do we overcome this idea of procrastination? The first step, you've got to stop fighting yourself. That's what I had to do. I had to stop wallowing and having a pity party. I just decided, and that's the key. It's a decision. It means from Latin, caedire. It means to cut off any other possibility. You burn the boats behind you, and I only have one way forward. Now, if you own a boat, I'm not telling you burn your boat. It's a metaphor, guys. Don't get too serious. Right? But you've got to start wall stop wallowing. And... I made the decision how I was living is not who I was. So the first thing I did, the biggest domino, was to get my butt up and get back to exercising, get back to running. Because when I focused on my health, the alcohol went away all by itself. It wasn't a force of will. It was just incongruent with my true identity. I'm a kung fu master. I've been training now at this point 24 years of my life. More than half of my life I've been in the martial arts. I better look the part. I better act the part. And, okay, you had somebody break up with you. Dude, grow a set. What did you learn? How can you improve this? How can you apply this? How can you help other people? Because when you dig yourself out of your own hole, all of a sudden you find you can help other people get out of their holes too. So the first step, first step was getting clear of those big dominoes. And for me, it was my physicality. The second step was make that a priority. That meant get up in the morning. Doesn't matter how I feel. Just get up. Flop my feet out of the bed, put on my running shoes that were right next to my um, right next to my bed, put on my running shoes, and out the door, and I go run for an hour. And that was just whatever it was. You know, I wake up at 5. If that was my day, I wake up at 5. But I went to bed at midnight. So what? Suck it up. The motivation will show up once you take action. Let's make a distinction here, fellas. Let's agree that you can be a human being or you can be a human doing. And a human doing is a human animal. Animals only do stuff when the motivation shows up, when they feel like it. A human being takes action, makes choices. The motivation shows up as you go, right? You ever had to do yard work or clean a room or clean a workspace and it's just kind of overwhelming? It's like, oh man, there's just no way. So the first thing you do is you go find a small little corner and you make that corner look good. And it starts to look good. Maybe you take just one wall and then you expand from that corner to that wall. And as you start to make changes, you start to force your will, impose your order on all that chaos. This is starting to look good. You start to feel confident. You start to feel accomplished. The motivation suddenly shows up where before it was like, oh, this is a chore. Now it's kind of exhilarating. It's kind of awesome. And when you're done, you've made your mark and you've set out a standard. Then it's easy to maintain that standard. Don't let yourself fall into that space of just, ah, I'll clean it up tomorrow. No. Have the self-discipline to finish what you started and then clean up after yourself. Because in the next time you work a project, everything's where it needs to be. Everything is clean. Your mind reflects that reality. And there's no, ugh, I gotta before I can. You don't waste your time. Does that make sense, gentlemen? If it does, you'd be like my uh, martial arts students and they pretend to take a shot. The adults in the background, because I say make it make sense. I, evidently, I say that a lot. And they're like, well, take a shot, see if we said it. So a little bit about me. Kung Fu master, uh, 24 years I've been training. Uh, I've trained in China, Korea, Hong Kong, Brazil, Canada, throughout the United States. Um, I also am a Pan American champion, a multi-time U.S. national champion, multi-time grand champion, 
uh, which means you had to win in four different divisions and, and score so many points. And I did that in multiple tournaments. Um, I also have a best-selling book, uh, actually two of them. Uh, I wrote a book on parenting with a money-back guarantee, which is the, the book that I'm most excited about right now. And I'm also a husband and father and I have an amazing daughter and amazing stepson that I don't get to spend near enough time with, not through my choice or my wife's. And, um, you know, we, we get things done. It's not always easy. It's not always exciting. But we have a routine. We have a schedule. We have a process. So what is it that makes us stop from accomplishing? Right? Figure out the big domino. Well, what I've discovered is one of the biggest reasons people don't achieve the things they want to go achieve is because of fear, but not the way most people think of fear. People think, oh, you're not doing X or Y or Z because of fear of failure. And that's true. That is true. But that's not the only part. There's also the fear of success. If I do X, that means my life will change. People will respect me. I'll have the money I always wanted, the girl, the car, the influence, the sense of self, the confidence, the validation. And I don't deserve that. I'm just some guy. I'm nothing special. I don't deserve this. And just so you guys know, that self-talk is a liar. The truth is, what you're doing is a thing called introjection. I'm sure you know what projection is, right? That's when people take their garbage inside, they throw it out on other people, then get mad at them. So somebody thinks you're taking, you're being too whatever, because they can't do that. Then they make you wrong for being able to do it. They're like, oh, you can't do that. And it's not because you can't. It's because really they can't. Well, introjection is the opposite direction. It goes inward. And a lot of people don't talk about this or even know about it, but introjection, the opposite of projection, if you got raised in an environment with a lot of criticism, a lot of like not good enough, um, a lot of being torn down, a lot of your best isn't enough and that sort of stuff, you were raised in an unhealthy environment, a stressful environment, and you got rid of those people, congratulations on putting space in, developing, asserting your own boundaries. I love that. But they're not there anymore to abuse you. There's a part of you that's used to that pattern. And when you start to become successful, you start to self-sabotage. Because there's a part of you that says, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve to be successful. I don't deserve to be respected or loved. I need to be in pain. And I'm not in pain. Well, then I got to do dumb stuff to make it happen. I got to create the pain. What? Yeah, it's crazy. That's how our brain works unconsciously. We go to what we're comfortable with, not what we actually want. So we got to change that around. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a couple of questions. You probably want to write these down when it's safe to do so, because if you're in a car, you're listening, you're running, go get that done first, do the priority, come back and listen to this. You can always listen to it again. It's a great thing about podcasts. They're there like forever. So here's the logic. If I A, if I do A, then B, you know, what will be? Something will be. What is it? Write it down. If I do this thing, if I write this book, if I ask that girl, if I get up and work out, if I get myself in shape, if I make a million dollars, if I start loving myself, if I talk better to myself, if I treat people kinder, if I give before I ask, if I do that, then what's going to be? What's going to happen? What's going to manifest? What's going to become reality? Write it down, good, bad, sideways, negative thoughts, positive thoughts. Write it down, what will be? This is what will be. And then after that, new paper, maybe the back of this page, you write down, if I don't, A, if I don't write this book, 
if I don't ask the girl out, if I don't start to respect myself, if I don't take care of my fitness, then what won't be? Right? So we'll use my situation. If I stop drinking and start exercising, what will be? Well, I'll get in better shape and I'll have more energy for my life and I'll save money on not buying wine every day. Cool. If I don't drink wine, if I don't, I'm sorry, if I don't stop the alcohol, if I don't start exercising, what won't happen? I won't get in shape. I won't respect myself. I won't have the energy to get to the next level in life. Right? Because if I don't change my behavior, what's, what's, what's going to cost? What am I going to be prevented from achieving? What am I going to be prevented from having? What is the world going to be prevented from experiencing? Because my fullest, most awesomest self isn't going to show up. So gentlemen, for you, if you don't take action, what won't happen? What won't you create? What won't manifest? Who won't exist? If I never asked my wife out, my daughter wouldn't exist. And she is probably the second most amazing human being I've ever met. The first one would be her mom. So she literally wouldn't exist if I hadn't asked her on a date. And I showed up on our second date, what I thought was our second date, to find out, oh, this is a non-date. And she's talking about this guy that asked her out. And like she was laughing with a friend of hers who managed the restaurant we were at. And I was like, oh, excuse me? Like in my head. End of the night, I walk her back to her place because it was right down the street from the restaurant. And I said, I had a great time with you tonight. I want my second date. I gave her a hug and I walked. Two weeks later, we were basically living together. Six months later, we were married because I was ready. And I, this, is, this, is, this woman is amazing. I'm not wasting my time. But if I don't ask her out, what won't happen? Now, there's two other factors to consider. If I do the whatever, what won't happen? If I stop drinking alcohol and start exercising, what won't happen? Well, I won't keep gaining weight. I won't keep wasting money. I won't risk uh, health challenges. I won't risk developing lung, uh, heart disease or developing a liver issue or cirrhosis of the liver. I won't have to go pay for all the medical care. Hmm. One more question. If I don't, A, what will be? If I don't stop drinking alcohol and if I don't start exercising, what will be? I'll get fatter. I'll stay lonely. I'll stay connected to myself because I'm using some sort of substance to connect to myself instead of like actually getting out of my own head, getting out of my house and going and talking to people and engaging in the world again. What will be is I'm going to be a sad, pathetic little loser who sits at home all the time and doesn't do anything because he's scared because he got rejected and doesn't know what to do with it. Is that the truth? Is that who I really am? And I encourage you, when you have the time, write this stuff down. Because when you write it down, you'll have things come out of you and you'll be like, wait, what? I don't believe that. Some part of you does or it wouldn't have come out of you. So your variables are this. If you do A, whatever A is, or you don't do A, then what will be and what won't be? And as you go through this exercise, as you process this, if you can't work it out, get yourself a sounding board. Find someone to talk to. They listen, you talk, and just kind of like spill your guts and just kind of like think this through. And then what they'll do is they'll call you on your blind spots. They'll be like, hey, but have you considered this? Well, you said this, but then this, and did you notice that? And you go, oh crap, no, I didn't. So it's very helpful to have that, have somebody with cover you with your blind spots. So this is the things that I did to start figuring out what's going on, where am I? Why am I doing the things that I'm doing? And what do I really want to do? And 
it's the same idea, by the way, in martial arts. You have to just, when you're fighting, you have to take that risk, take that shot, throw that punch. Then you start, as you get experience, you start to notice patterns in your opponent, in yourself. Once you start to notice the patterns, now you have control because awareness is a key. You can unlock new doors. So this is the key, guys. If you want to overcome procrastination, you gotta get you gotta get clear on number one. What is the biggest domino? If I knock that some bitch down, everything changes. And then you gotta do the work inside to say, I deserve this. I deserve this result. The world deserves this. The world needs this, and I'm the only one who can provide it. You gotta get leverage on yourself to take new action because the rewards are so much bigger, so much brighter, so much larger than anything you could achieve. If you sit at home and you play small and you stay busy, oh, but I got the laundry done. Oh, but I got the yard mode. My house looks nice. Yeah, you're not living your mission and purpose. You're not here why you were born. What's up with that? Let's get real. Let's get to that. Go be that guy. Because if you're living your mission, I'm pretty sure you could hire someone to mow your yard. Unless that's something that is part of your mission and it lights you up, then be my guest. Mow your freaking yard because it's fun. I know people that do it for exercise. I know people that do it as meditation. No judgment on the behavior, guys. If it's taking you where you want to go, go for it. But be honest about it and own it. And start prioritizing. Biggest domino, knock it down. Okay, so I hope this helps you give you a little bit of perspective. Just a couple steps. Just a couple quick steps. And... Um, if you guys want to talk to me, if you want to get a hold of me, I do lives on Facebook um, basically Monday through Friday around 1030 Eastern Standard Time. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash guy, And that's my Facebook profile. Reach out. I still have room for, for friends. I'm only at like 17, 1800 right now. And you can also go check out my um, international best-selling book, Your Best Child Ever, Is This Game Worth Winning? The only parenting book I know of with a money-back guarantee. But guys, don't think, oh, I'm not a dad. I don't need to read that. Or I don't have kids. I don't need to read that. The idea of my book is how to work with kids of any age and play games that you both get to win. So I define what is a game, how do you structure it out, and then how you start winning. How can you figure out how to score points with the people in your life? Isn't that helpful? And how can you win with a child inside yourself? Now, this book is offered right now for free. All you have to do is go to freebook.theparentingprogram.com and you can get a copy. Just pay shipping and handling. I will send it to you. And you know, it has some really amazing information. It's literally life-changing. We've had families change what's going on at home. I had a, a young lady who at uh, 11, 12 years old was biting kids. Does that sound like someone with a lot of abundance or a lot of scarcity? Hmm. So worked with mom and literally in, in 24 hours, totally different kid because we changed the way mom and dad talked to her, specifically mom, because mom came from a very abusive background growing up. So she's hypersensitive and overly dramatic and helping her to just kind of relax a little bit and communicate slightly different, give her daughter room to breathe. Everything changed in literally 24 hours. So I can't guarantee that specific outcome for you because I don't know your situation, but I can guarantee if you apply what's in this book, it freaking works because I did it after I had 17 years of Kung Fu. I wrote this stuff down. Plus, oh yeah, I also have backgrounds and certifications in neurolinguistic programming, hypnotherapy, neurostrategies, and um, I've done a lot of personal development work. Um, had some issues from my childhood that turned me into a teenager at six years old and because I said so, quit working. So what do you do with a six-year-old who's smarter than you are probably? And um, yeah, you're not going to kill him, so he's not going to listen to you unless he absolutely has to. Right? Oh, and when I was four, I climbed on the roof of the house and was raised on a leash because I ran into traffic. 
That was a fun kid. So uh, go ahead, go ahead, get a copy of that. I'd love to hear from you how this worked for you. If you have any questions also, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. I'd love to be a resource for you. And uh, that's it. You guys make an outstanding day. I will see you when I see you. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.